as you can see, this camera angle is really bad. And the reason being is we just got done recording an episode and I realized I did not say our introduction correctly. So I want to say it for you right, right now. Uh, Brandon's going to forgive me. Will you forgive me? I will forgive you. All this right. is once though. Just as, okay, it will never happen again. <laughs> I'm going to say it right for you right now and just ignore it when you hear it wrong later, okay? So without further ado, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever this hits your ears, and welcome to BC Weekly. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to BC Weekly, where we talk about all the topics that matter to you and us. Live sports and video games. As always, I am one of your hosts, Chuck. I'm the other host, Brandon. Remember, you can pick up BC Weekly wherever you find your podcast. So whether that be iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube, you can find us. Now let's dive right in. Brandon, how was your day? Well, that was pretty good. Today, um, I watched MSI, which stands for Mid-Season Invitational, League of Legends Esports. That was interesting. Um, then I spent the second half of my day walking around for that new Pokemon Go event. It's a fun day. I I think at least the last two of our <laughs> podcasts, you have had very relaxing, <laughs> very chill. Oh yeah, very relaxing days. Oh yeah, Fridays they were real nice, chill days. Yeah. So our recording day is Friday. Generally, generally, generally. Friday. It's been yeah. the last few times it's been Friday, but uh, my day was a little different. I went to my practicum this morning, so it's, it's interesting being back in that political. So my practicum is in Lansing. Uh, so I'm working to create a network of all the alumni of our university. So working through the senators, representatives, the staffers. Uh, so to be in, and I, and I previously did an internship with the Senate Minority Leader there. I did another internship with another senator. So I'm very familiar with the environment, familiar with the players, familiar um, with how to, I don't want to say be successful, but how to traverse um, a, a landscape such as that. So it's interesting being back in that context. I and, a highly politicized environment, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Um, so the thing that sucks though is we live an hour from Lansing. Yeah. So <laughs> driving an hour every morning, then driving an hour back sucks. At least you have a newer car, so sucks. it's not like you know taking a huge toll. Because like my car, I don't. I feel like I couldn't do that. Like I, it would take a huge toll on my car to do that. Oh, every I, single I mean, day. my other car, like my fir- my first car, was a '96. Chrysler, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I, I wrote the wheels off that boy, man. <laughs> Even if I would have had that now, we still would have been riding back and forth. Your car not that old. It's a well, hold on. Let me guess. It's a. It's not a Taurus. It is a Taurus. It's a Taurus. It's a it Ford is a Taurus. Taurus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it is all right. So Ford Taurus. I'm gonna say it's a 2006 Ford Taurus. Two years earlier. 2004? Yeah. I was going to say four. I literally was going to say four. But I was like, I think it's 2006. Um, no, it's not like Super Bowl or anything, but it's just like my engine makes funny noise. And I think it's just because of the engine belt. I need to change up my engine belt. But those Tauruses have bad transmissions. So I don't know if it's a oh, transmission maybe, or not. Maybe but they, they, are, they have bad transmissions. I don't know. I mean, I'm just playing it by ear. I'm, I mean, that's not my general field of engineering. Cars. <laughs> it's not my thing. But... From the ear that I've been playing by and a couple of friends that who've heard it, they're just like, it could be the belt, but who knows? And, and obviously you don't care enough to take it in. I mean, so. no, because like, it was kind of like that when it, uh, when we first got the car. And so and I trust my parents, especially since they're both, my dad's an electrician for Ford, so he knows... You know, all the stuff that goes inside the car. And my but mom did you ask a, him? Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> so, oh, my <laughs> well, God. There you go. <laughs> so, but it just, it just, it's concerning sometimes. Because mm. I'll be like, mm. so I try, like it doesn't sound not, Exactly. So I'm not trying to make long trips every day, you know. And, and I, I feel you on that. 
Uh, I personally just hate driving though, and so like yes, the toll on the car sucks. The amount of money I'm paying in oh, gas, for gas alone, Ooh. terrible, terrible. Ooh. I've spent uh, fifty dollars this week on gas, and I gotta do this for two more weeks. So I'm like, sorry. yeah, it sucks. And sorry. you know how I feel about my my, my money. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. And you know what is really really interesting is that you and my father are kind of the same about cars. My dad used to build cars from scratch. He used mm-hmm. to own his own shop, and then uh, him and my uncle did like their own towing company and stuff. So like. He's all about cars, and he always tried to get me into cars when I was younger. Like, I had the car and driver magazines. I was like, here, Chuck, read this. And I'm like, oh, thanks, Dad. And so like, I would take them and then, like, throw them in a the corner of my room and pick up my video game controller or just, whatever. I got and you. And not do that. Yeah, no, cars have never been... My parents talk about it all the time. Because, I mean, that's just what they did for their job career. So, like, mm-hmm. all cars, new models, you know, all about this stuff. I'm just like... I think it's a Camaro. <laughs> okay, so I'm not that bad, but my dad is definitely, uh, he really wishes, because none of my brothers are like that. None of us are those car people, uh, and he, I know he really wishes we were. You know what's really funny, Brandon? So, this is literally the perfect segue into my topic, and I guess, I guess we should say, so we don't talk about our topics beforehand, uh, so we don't know what they are before we go into the conversation. So that wasn't like a plant because this Man. once you figure what the topic is, it's a perfect segue. Uh, and so it's funny to hear you say that because uh, something that I think a lot of people think of, even if they're not car people, mm-hmm. is what their dream car is oh, and yeah. why their dream car is. So I've my dream car has actually evolved and changed as I've grown as a person because I think in a lot of ways your dream car reflects certain things about yourself. Now, I don't, I probably shouldn't have said that now because now you're going to try to get all deep and philosophical on me. But I've thought about um, the reason why, like what my dream car would be. Um, and so like, I'm, I'm going to tell you my dream car that I want to hear yours. And I want to hear, hear why, why you chose that as your dream car. So my dream car, it used to be, uh, and, and granted the, the years are different. So the models are more relevant, but mm. it used to be a Lamborghini Diablo. And that was because the glitz and the glamour of a Lamborghini, right? I mean, obviously. Uh, the speed, the allure that is a Lamborghini, like the the things that, what Lamborghini means and stands for. And I was a kid, so I was like, yeah, give me something fast and expensive. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, let's do it. Uh, two-seater. Uh, but as I'm thinking about like a life in the future where I'll probably have kids, maybe a Lamborghini Diablo isn't the best. Uh, and I would never want to spend that much money on a car. Oh, now, mm-hmm. obviously, when you think about a dream car, you just assume it's going to magically <laughs> pop out the sky, right? Hopefully. <laughs> That's the plan. Uh, but as I've grown, I've honestly thought about like what is a car that I would want to have for a long time that I think I will be able to use. One that is American-made because I do want to support uh, Ford. and Actually, not Ford. Well, I guess I did people in my family work for Ford. But a lot of people in my family work for Christ. So my grandpa, grandfather did that until he died. Um, and so like, how can I support American made cars and things of that nature? And I've thought about it and what I would really, really like. And I think once you hear it, you'll be like, oh, that's so you, uh, once you hear my reasons why, uh, I would like a Chevy Volt. Okay. And did you not expect that? No, I didn't. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Give me some reasoning here. All right. Give so, me some reasoning here. And, and I want like a, either a black because, you know, all I black mean, everything. You're black or red. Um, black or red. I am. <laughs> uh, but I don't like red cars because statistically they get more tickets. I, I knew you were going to say that. I was like, they're going to so get, get more tickets or they're going to get stolen more often. That was going to be two reasonings. Uh, Call that one. And I don't, don't need their else. <laughs> uh, but I would probably get a black or maybe blue because that's like the color they promote for it. But 
a Chevy Volt. And the reason being is it's an electric car. And there it is. I was like, it's, it's an electric car. saving money in somewhere. And right? I'm going to save so much money, so much money by not paying gas. And depending on where I live, sometimes stores, shopping malls, and even workplaces have electrical charging stations. Mm. So I won't have to use my electricity at my house. Yeah. I was thinking oh about that gosh. too. And the, the Volt, although aesthetically is not the most pleasing car, mm. it's a four-door sedan. Uh, I know that there are, uh, I can't remember, what was, there are, it's not transmission, uh, maybe alternator, something on them goes bad regularly, but I'm sure in the new, the new mo- newer models they have, they'll address it, and something else will be wrong in that model, but whatever, it's fine, um, but I really have thought about, like, why I think that car would be best for me. One, it's, it's functional, right? I can, if I have a family, I can fit my family in there, it's cool, uh, Depending on where I work, depending if I'm in a political environment, because I, I want to be an elected representative, and if I am an elected representative one day, I'm always going to have to go between wherever the capital is and my district, and I'm always going to have to drive to and forth, to and forth, and there's, there's nothing you can do to stop that, and to find a car where I won't have to spend as much gas doing so... That's great. That is that's everything. Uh, that's more money in my pocket, more money for my family, more money for myself. If I'm single, because I can't get a family because no one loves me. Whatever. I'm not tripping. Wow. <laughs> Things happen, right? I mean, We're down the spiral. A little bit. I'm glad that you were prepared for the worst. Yes. I guess. But uh, optimism, my friend. Yeah. And the name Volt. It's kind of cool. Like okay. electric yeah. bolts. No, <laughs> when you said Volt, I was like, like I know the car, but like it's not you. But the Volt does sound cool. Right. Like, just... Have you like he? Can you picture it in your head? Oh yeah. Okay. So as soon as, as soon as you said electric, I was like, it's done. It's sold. Hell, I'm pretty sure you would drive um one of those like many. Oh, what are they called? Those like personal cars. Uh oh, what are they called? Those like real small ones, like the ones. Are you about the Beatles? No, not the Beatles. Like the like the literally like the personal cars. Like, like it's just you. Like almost. Yeah, they're electric <laughs> and they're really small. Oh man, I can't remember what they're called. Oh wait, wait, wait! I take it back. I take everything I just said back. <laughs> I just take, I just I literally just thought about this. I just thought about this. I, I just went with the oh god. I just went with the bargain brand of electric cars. Now the reason the Volt's good too is because you can do electric and gas. So if I can't find a charging station, I can always run off gas. So that's great. Um, it shuts off automatically when you go to stoplights. It's really good at conserving things. Gotcha. It's great. But if I got unlimited money and resources, then let me get a Tesla. You, you oh, know, you know yeah. about a Tesla, right? Tesla. It's faster than a Lamborghini. I'm, I don't. I'm not trying to go fast. I'm not trying to get tickets because people are already looking to give me tickets. But, I, I, but the thing is, I don't know as much about Teslas. I've actually really like researched a Volt, looked at a Volt, pictured myself in a Volt, and I know I would never actually buy a Tesla because it's way out of my price range. But um, Elon Musk. If you looking to give out free cars, holla at your boy. So Brandon, what is your dream car? Why is it your dream car? And let me tell you why my dream car is better than yours. Go ahead. Okay. Well, to be honest, I don't really have a dream car. Cars to me are just a vehicle to get from one place to another. Like I don't really need a super nice car like that. However, I do have a car that I wouldn't mind. I mean, yes, I do appreciate cars and I do appreciate like how they look and, you know, all those great sports models and whatnot. I personally would never spend over like $80,000 on a car because I'm like, that's just way too much. Especially if you get in a car accident, then, you know, it's <laughs> it's done. And there's that. However, um, cars that I do enjoy are Mustangs. My father had a Mustang growing up so when I was growing up. Um, unfortunately, it got into an accident. A Mine did not. 
Yeah, um, old, older lady. My dad was driving with my mom. I was, this was when I was in fifth grade, so this is a bunch of years. No, this is like actually fresh. Like you remember it. Yeah. Um, they were driving. I was in school. It was just those two. Um, but I came home. I was like, what happened? Because the car was messed up. Um, they were at a stoplight, apparently. And I guess the older lady just didn't realize that the car was in front of her. And she just didn't come to a stop. Like, there was no brakes, no nothing. And just 30, 40 miles per hour hit the back of the car. And my dad was pissed. Oh, like, yeah. Ooh, he, my, my, he said that he was just like, get her away from me. Because, like, he, he, he was pissed. And um, so, but he was, and through all that anger, he was just really happy that neither me or Marcus were in the car. Because, like, the entire back seat was just, it was messed up. So he was just really happy they were in the back of the car at the time because we would have got really injured. Um, but he told us later when we, we yeah, told us the story, he said, yeah, I was originally planning on giving you or Marcus this car. That later, sucks. I was just like, <laughs> dang. So I really enjoyed Mustangs for that. And then um, I think that also had an impersonation of Marcus because he also enjoys Mustang. He actually has a Mustang right now. Mm-hmm. And he bought a blue one because, as you know, blue is my favorite color. Because he plans on giving to me that car to me at some point down the line. Oh, as well. that's cool. So that's cool. Yeah, shout out to my brother Marcus for the Mustang. <laughs> well, and he's an awesome brother, but and awesome Marcus, Mustang. if you have another car that you're trying to just give out to people, holla at your boy. <laughs> so, Elon Marcus, my name's Chuck Mahone. You can reach out to me uh, via BC Weekly Podcast at gmail.com. Let me know where to pick up the car. Uh, and I will come pick it up. Thank you so much for your generosity. <laughs> but yeah, so those are the cars I like. I mean, I wouldn't. I guess the closest thing I had to a dream car because cars, like I said, they're just not not a big to, deal to you. Yeah. So. And, and I think because like I'm, I, you know, I'm very much a pragmatist. I'm mm. very much like what makes sense. What I, I'm never never one to. I'm, I don't even want to try to live beyond or outside of my means, and I don't. I don't see a future where I'm going to be insanely rich because it's not something that's uh, really important to me. Uh, but the functionality of the vault uh, makes sense to me. It seems like the sentimentality, uh, the sentimentality, sentimentality, sentimentality whatever, uh, <laughs> that of the Mustang is what appeals to you. So I guess for either of us, it's not about what's the dopest, the baddest, the car that's going to make people like turn hands down the street. It's about what those individual cars, how those individual cars resonate with us, which is interesting. Because I think if I was getting a car that was going to turn heads, that would be a Lamborghini. I mean, oh, I don't yeah. think anyone just it goes with a Lam- Lam- Or a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Ferrari. Oh, but Lambs, I, I, honestly, I feel like because of the butterfly doors on Lambs, that's mm. what big people go like. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I saw it in Dark Knight, when he pulled up in that Lamborghini, I was like, I need like Man. six of those. <laughs> Did he have the yellow one in that, or was it black? He, he was black. It was black. Okay, yeah. I, I figured Bruce Wayne, but I, but I, oh, so for the new Transformers movie, uh, fun fact: I was get, getting the tent taken off my cars, and I met the uh, the guy who does all the tents for all the Transformers. Movies. Really? Yeah. He literally his job is to solely tent the cars in the Transformers. Movies. All right, then. <laughs> so he was showing me. He like he was just bragging about it. like I mean, and that's cool. Like, yeah, I, like, no, that's... I, I would because we had to wait for the stuff to soak in on the tent. So he was just talking to me, and he was like, he his question was, "What's the biggest car you can think of?" And I was like, "A, a pickup truck." He was like, "Think bigger." I'm like, "A semi truck." He was like, well, "What's the biggest semi truck?" I'm like. 
a big one. Like, I don't know what you want from me. And he was like, Optimus Prime. And I'm like, all right. And then he showed me pictures of him with all the cars of like the Transformer cars or whatever. And he, uh, he couldn't, they wouldn't let him take a picture of this. But apparently on the new Transformers movie, the one that either just came out or hasn't came out yet. Um, I don't know. Like the fifth one. Uh, apparently they're making Bumblebee. It's still going to be a Chevy Camaro because they have a, I guess, a deal with them or whatever. Um, but they're putting butterfly doors on it. So now the doors oh, are going to okay. open up like Lambo huh. doors. That's so, interesting. Yeah. So that th- run effect. But I did, <laughs> uh, when you were speaking about your father giving you the Mustang or like saying he was going to give you a Marcus the Mustang, I th- found that really cool because my dad actually, you know what? This is a really good sentimental story. I'll save it for another time. But this, I'm telling you, this one, some twists, some turns. There's a robbery involved. Oh, good lord! There is mass. It's all right. We were in the city, all the way out to the bird. It was, it was actually it's an adventure, and I don't want to, I don't want to drone on. Wow. Uh, but it, it's a good one. So I'm gonna put a pen in this one. I'm gonna make a note to speak about this at another time. Alrighty then. Um, well, I guess to segue to our next topic. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, for my topic, I wanted to know, and I'll see, I can't, I don't know if we've already talked about this before, so and just in case we have, I have a, like a backup, like changing it away. But what is, see, now I really think I'll talk about the sport, but anyway, what is the sport that you really wish you could have just gotten into? And if we have talked about that before, we haven't, we haven't. Okay, okay. I was about to say. Um, <laughs> A sport that I wish I could have gotten into. I w- a sport I wish I would, and I know this is actually probably going to sound weird uh, because we do this all the time, but I wish that uh, I would have gotten into either basketball or football at an earlier age than I did. Um, I play them both now. I'm not trash at either. I'm definitely way better at football than I am at basketball. I'm not garbage by any means at basketball. I'm definitely not the one... I'm I'm not a th- I can't shoot threes. Can you know I can't shoot threes? <laughs> but I can drive. I can uh, create. I can uh, get the mid range going. But I, I cannot shoot threes. I'm terrible behind arc. If we're ever playing, if I'm behind the arc, you can literally just leave me there. I won't even take a shot. I'm that bad from behind the arc. But like, I, but this is what I'm saying. Like, if I have a foot on the line, it's money. A foot on the line is money. But like, it's, it's, it, when it's officially a three point shot, I can't make it. Um, so I don't know. Uh, but the reason I say that is because uh, you notice the difference between athletes who start really early, get those fundamentals early, yeah. uh, and they just have a, a jump start on how how to work with their body, how to move with their body, how their body reacts to certain motions. And um, I, I really wish I would have had the opportunity to. Now, I, I was blessed enough where um, I, I, I was blessed enough that I think I picked up on things earlier. Mm. So, like, most sports I can get into and be fairly proficient at uh, and not be the one that's dragging the team down just because I'm quick or whatever. I'm whatever. Uh, but I really wish my parents and, and my parents say their big my mom my mom says her biggest regret is not forced me to play an instrument. I really wish they would have forced me to play sports earlier because I didn't play sports until I wanted to in seventh grade because the cool kids were trying out for the basketball team. I wanted to be a cool kid, so I, right. I played basketball in seventh grade. I made the team, woo! But <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't starting or nothing like that because I didn't have the mechanics down. And literally from that year of basketball. Uh, learning how my body works, learning what type of athlete I am, learning what my skill sets are. I tried out for football. It was the second sport I ever played in eighth grade because um, that's when they, we couldn't play until eighth grade. And I was a starter because I had those things down and I was able to do things that other uh, 
other students who maybe had been playing longer than me um, uh-huh. weren't able to do. And I, I can only think if I did have opportunities to play younger, uh, to develop my body, whether it was either just soccer or t-ball or just get my hand-eye coordination out, I could have been a much better athlete. Hmm. That's interesting. For me, it's something that was never really around just because it's, it's a it's a newer sport. Um, Water polo? No. <laughs> it's called Cronum. Chrono? Cronum. Cronum. I've never yeah, heard of it. That's why I said it's a newer sport. Um, but basically, it's this mixture of um, like basketball, soccer, and handball. Like, did Alicia post that on my wall? Are they on? Are they like on trampolines? Maybe no. Oh, okay, no, 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 not, okay. not on trampolines. No, this is like a. It's it's like a court. I don't know. It's a really weird court. It's kind of hard to explain. But like, there's like a circle, and then there's um, these goals, and like the goal. So like, there's this main goal. It's a goalie, and then there's like these rings above. The goal. You know what it sounds like right now. <laughs> what Quidditch? I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, I knew I knew there's rings above the goal. <laughs> not like not like above the goal, but like so like if you have like you a just goal, said above the goal, but not above the goal. Okay, got it. <laughs> if you have like if you have the goal and like you have the top of the goal post and like put another goal post like right underneath it and then have these rings between those two goal posts. So or you said, not not goal but uh, bars like. So a goal post like a football goal post or a goal post like, like a, a soccer soccer goal like a soccer so like a post. so is it a, a net yes so there's a net yes and then there's rings that are above the net they are so this like this is you have the top bar of mm-hmm. the net the, like you know the net goes into yes you have another bar right here and the circles are just like in between the two bars. then under that is the actual and net then the, yes okay. <laughs> like I said, it's hard to explain. Yeah, no, that was super <laughs> chill. <but laughs> Not the best at explaining things, I'll say that right now. For those of you who are listening, you probably have zero idea what I'm talking about because there's a lot of visuals. Just, you, you gotta look it up. Cronum. I don't really know how to spell that. I think it's K. How many circles is it? Uh, Three to four. Yeah, it looks like that. Kind of like this? Yeah. Okay. And then the net's like right there. Okay, continue. Yeah, it's with a K. I don't know. I'd say K-R-O-N-U-M. That sounds right. Cronum. Look it up. Really great. Either way, that's the that's the net. And you have, so like there's a circle, and then like there's like these lines, like, you know, kind of how you imagine um, three-point line arcs, where there's... Um, On the court? Yes. Okay. And they have it for each goal. And so now, yeah, there's there's a point system for different uh, different things in different areas. So like if you shoot behind one line... Like, if you kick it behind one line, it's, like, one point. If you get it into the goal, it's one point. Can you use your point. hands? Yes. You can use, so you can kick it or use you, your hands? Yeah, like I said, soccer, basketball, and handball. Like, you can okay. kick it, you can dribble, or you can just run it. I guess a football. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, you can kick it, and, and it'd be, like, uh, I think if you kick it, it's more points than if you just throw it because kicking is harder. But you get, like, say you'll get one point for hitting it in the goal, you can mm-hmm. pass the goalie, but you'll get, like, two points for getting in the in the hoop. And then depending on where you are, those points multiply. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're – there's, like, the there's like the outer ring, which is almost at half court, where if you kick it in, you can get, like, 12 points if you get in the ring and, like, six points if you get in past the goalie. You know, things like that. And you can, like, jump – you can like you can literally do, like, a three-point line sort of, like, if you jump behind the line and then throw it, mm-hmm. like, you'll still get that amount of points based on where you're at. But it just, when I learned about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this seems like so much fun. Like, and it seems like a very hard game just because you're incorporating so many 
different types of games. That's not fun. But if you were to be able to, like, if you just, say you started out as a kid, like, five, six-year-olds just learning how to play this game, and you just stuck with it, you'd be good at a lot of sports from just this one sport. And that I is think, true. You would get a lot of mechanics down. Exactly. You'd be able to, you could play, you could have good mechanics from soccer. You'd have great mechanics, I mean, depending on how much you dribbled from basketball. You, is the ball dribbleable? Yeah. Okay. Um, you have obviously amazing hand-eye coordination and just being aware of everything that's going on. Um, then just awareness and being able to and maneuverability. Like you just get a lot from this sport, and mm-hmm. I think it's a really amazing sport. And like I appreciate that it's coming up now and it's becoming more popular. Uh, I don't know about how much in America, but definitely in other. Countries oh, so, more so this isn't something we'll be able to play anytime soon. Uh, there are courts in America, in America. That, so probably like California, <laughs> right? Like, they're probably like highly populated areas. Yeah, I haven't looked into it in, in some time. Uh, like that sounds really cool, years, though. But it was, and I was just absolutely fascinated with it. And uh, under my friend did an oral report on it, and I was like. This is awesome. So, <laughs> for those who are watching on the YouTube video, this is my rendition of what the court looks like. So you can, or what the net looks like. So you can have like a visual aid. All right. So up top. So this is like the top crossbar, or the, I guess this would be the top crossbar of a normal soccer net. And then this is the extra bar thing. And then the rings are right there. So you would hit the ball inside these three rings, or you can hit it in the general net below. Uh, yeah, and, that, and that's yeah. appropriate. Brian, yeah. That's right, Brandon. Okay. Like I said, look it up. There's a tutorial video. I know it's like seven minutes long, and it tells you exactly how to play the game, and it just it sounds amazing. You know what, Brendan? Uh, who knows how long uh, we'll have the opportunity to be in close proximity to each other, but let's try to play Chrono one time before we die. <laughs> sounds good. Fair? Sounds good. Right, and we shook on it. Uh, if, you, if you're listening to it, we shook on it, so it's, it's official. Uh, and if we don't play Chrono within the next... Let's see if I want to go to law school. That's three years, so we shouldn't really count it. Let's say, let's say the next ten years. Let's uh, twelve years. Because <laughs> how, how about twelve years? I'll be there. Yeah, if we won't play. Like that, we never play. If we don't play Chronicle within the next twelve years, <laughs> let's stop talking to each other forever. <laughs> Sounds good. That's kind of you know. I mean, we got twelve years, but that's what, what I'm saying. Like 10, eleven and a half years is gonna happen. We're like, oh crap, we haven't played Chrono. <laughs> exactly, and that's what's gonna make it happen. Because by then we'll probably have enough disposable income to take a trip out to California. You're right. You're right. Fair enough. Twelve, 12 years. years. <laughs> all right. Hey, and you all were here as witnesses. <laughs> twelve years for Chrono. Wow, that's that's really cool. K O R N U M, I believe. Chrono. I'm gonna put wait K R K R O sorry I'm I miss what you are Cornum no Crow K R O you said yeah. you said I, know, you I, I said I said it but then I meant okay I'm also gonna put he believes by it because <laughs> you aren't quite sure you're right and then I'll put an S P by that because I spelled believes wrong <laughs> <laughs> great all um, right so for our last topic. As always, it's going to be on video games. And Brandon, I'm going to put some restrictions on this one for you because I already, I think I know what your answer was to be. And and also, let me say this: I don't want an anti-hero. I'm not looking for that. Okay. So what I so we both played a, a litany of video games, probably between us, hundreds wow. of video 
two games, maybe. Over that. At least, oh, over at least for me. Oh, okay. At least for oh, me. All right, bet. Just I'll, because I can count the, uh, we have like a little shelf thing. I can count all the video games that I've had, and those aren't, those are over 100. And I've known oh, wow. before okay. I've even sold them back. See, some, I was so. like, I know I've probably played around maybe 50 games. Oh, no. I, yeah. I will, okay. I will, I'll take the bullet for that one. I've taken, I've played a lot of games. Okay, you know, I'm going to have to go through my PS, just my PS. In trophies, so I can see at least how much <laughs> PS4, PS3 games I've mm. played, at least that I've gotten trophies for, and then I think maybe they'll have me a better, uh, it'll give me a better understanding. Understanding, yeah. And well, I'll have an update for you next time we come to podcast. But that's neither here nor there. Brandon, we played a lot of video games, basically. All right, yeah. between us, uh, and that means we've taken control of a lot of characters and played through a lot of narratives. Now, you're probably thinking, I'm about to ask you, what's the best narrative you ever experienced, right? I'm not about to ask you. We said anti-hero, so I got, a, I got like a little... <laughs> what, do you, what do you think the question's going to be? I want to say that... Okay, whatever. I don't care. All right. <laughs> All right. So, what, 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 Brandon, what I'm going to ask you is... Well, I guess what I am asking you is, what has been the very best protagonist you've been able to play as, that you've gotten to control? Because there's some games where I would say you're not the protagonist, you're the antagonist. Um, and there's some games that, although you're playing as that character, they may not be the center character, or maybe they're a, more of a foil to what's going on in the larger series. So I want to know what has been what, what has been the, the best experience you've had playing with someone? Uh, and then I don't want the... I don't want the... The cop out answer. Well, I like it when I can create my own character, so I can play as myself. <laughs> no, I wasn't I was like, gonna do that. And my restriction for you is it can't be Kingdom Hearts. It cannot That's be fair. Kingdom Hearts. That's fair. I actually, wasn't uh, that wasn't gonna be my go to. All right, whatever. <laughs> actually, actually, I, I th- my question isn't what's the best, the most unique or interesting, unique or interesting. So like memorable, I guess. So it doesn't have to be the best, but just something you're like. I remember that experience. I remember these lines. I remember what that was like. I got you. That's um, my question. I would a character that really sticks out to me, like when I'm just kind of thinking about the games that I've played and just I don't know people that stick out. First off, I think Final Fantasy has a great job of making characters stick out. I think that a lot Brandon of Brandon chose Final Fantasy. Who would have thought that? <laughs> oh, Continue. <yeah. laughs> well, it was gonna be some type of JRPG. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real here. Um, but I think that they have. Wait, can I guess? Can I guess before you say it? Go for it. Oh, wait, hold on, go up. Say say your introduction. <laughs> then I want to guess what character it is. I think that they just do a really good job on making characters. I mean, a lot of the main titles, I'm sure you could just name who the main character is, you know. But go for your guess. I'm writing a list in order. I'm ri- I'm literally right now. I'm writing down a list in order of who I think it is. Um, I'm gonna guess it's your number three. <laughs> I think it's my number three. Yeah. I, I don't even think I should put this person on the list, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> All right. My first is Titus. Wow. All right. Am I right? Yeah. I knew it. I knew it was going to be Titus. I was expecting you to be like, I don't know, Cloud first. <laughs> no, no. Cloud was actually my number three. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Titus is, or Titus, depending how you pronounce it. I never really understood. But yeah. Um, he is the one that comes to mind just because um i like his character he wasn't like this you know brooding emo-esque person i mean granted you could argue that cloud's not that person they just made him that way after advent children for some reason who knows why um 
But you're just, right. You're right. He wasn't like that in seven. Mm-mm. Like he made jokes and whatnot, and he, yeah. like he really didn't become brooding esque until they put him in that all black and yeah. with the little. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Or after, I mean, Kingdom Hearts, they made him. But I mean, come on, Final Fantasy has been out for a very long time. <laughs> after Aerith died, you know, that's when he started brooding a little more. But it still wasn't like. You know, the way he is now yeah. with the William Shatner speak, where he just, like, pauses <laughs> mid-sentence for some reason. He's like, I just I think I need... want to be... <laughs> I'm like, why are you talking like that? <laughs> like, come on. Um, so, yeah, Titus is just... I don't know. He's just a relatable character just because he's, like, this... He's just this kid. I mean, granted, he's very skilled in Blitzball. Um, so he's kind of like a star like that. But he doesn't... He's thrown into this world that's completely... You know, not what he's familiar to. It's like this very, you know, religious type world that follows these rules and whatnot. And he's just not, he just doesn't fit. He's very outspoken. He's very, like, outgoing, not necessarily a rule breaker, but he kind of feels that way compared to this world. And just kind of seeing him grow and being immersed in this world and building relationships when he had literally zero relationships with anyone was just very interesting and unique and relatable. And it's just, He's one of my favorite characters in just all of history. Is it because of his development? Is it because of how he meshes with the world? Is it because of the relationships he makes with everyone? Is it because of how he sacrifices himself at the end? What is it that... I think it's the relationships that he makes with everyone. Just because, um, if you remember, really, like... Well, I guess it was only Lulu. But he just felt out of place. Lulu didn't like him. Like, at all. Mm-hmm. She felt really skeptical about him. Well, question. Was Lulu... Was she a protector of Yuna or no? Yes. It was her and uh, the... Waka. And Kamari. And the... Yeah, okay. And then Oren comes later. Mm-hmm. And then so does Riku. She comes later as well. Yeah. But she was one of, she was the, one of the original ones that... She was basically Yuna's big sister. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She didn't like Titus at all in the very beginning. Um... You know, Waka and Yuna were, like, the only people who really liked him. Kamari never talked and didn't really care about anyone but Yuna. Um, I mean, Orn comes in later and he has, like, a... He's dope. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got, like, this relationship to protect him because of his dad, uh, Jack. But other than that, like, really, everyone was just kind of like, you know, who is this kid? You know, what what is he doing? Why does he say these weird things? And they keep using the excuse of sins, toxins, messed them up, and that's why he says weird things. But it's just like a very interesting thing to see how he grows into the world, how he builds these relationships with people. You see, like, you start, um, you understand why he hates his dad, mm-hmm. and which I think that was a pretty cool concept, just like how their, him and Jack's relationship in general was just so, you know, strong like he's just this kid hated him for mm-hmm. another like why does he hate him so hard like you're trying to figure that out through this whole story and you could kind of find it out and like you could argue that it was a good reason you could argue not i mean i'm not gonna argue that but it was just just seeing it unfold and seeing him you know become the character that he is in the end was just really interesting and like even the, the biggest plot twist of again spoilers but it's been some years since final fantasy 10 came out so i think we're good yeah. <laughs> and it is the game is final fantasy 10 that's who uh uh, Titus is the main character. In yes. It. Or Titus. Um, whatever, however you pronounce it. Um, but the fact that he was considered a dream, you know, and didn't actually exist and hold everything that he was from was just um, uh, dreams of uh, the Aeons, I think. Yeah. It was Aeons dreams. Was just kind of like, you know, that was hard on him. Like, he just realized that he wasn't even real, technically. Like, but he still did what he needed to do to help other people out. And that was just really admirable. And just 
seeing all that character growth and development and mm-hmm. being who he was just made him a very memorable character. Dope. Uh, and I, I think Final Fan- I, yeah, Final Fantasy X is the first one that I really got into. I played eight a little bit, uh, but the second disc wouldn't work for me, so <laughs> stop playing that. Um, but ten was the first one I really connected to with, and I can still remember um, when you first the first stuff you started doing with uh, Tedious when he's like in that abandoned place or whatever yeah. like underwater or something like that yeah. and then I remember I think you came up on a beach and you met Waka or yeah, something like you, that you get you go on the outbed ship and then something happens and you get up you're in the ocean again and then you walk up on the beach where Waka and, and I, I just remember that and that, it was just such a such a memorable game remembering everything from like being on the planes remember to the other Ranar or Rancor whatever messing with uh, What's that kid name? The the uh, the lion thing who was the smallest. Kamari? The, yeah. What was what was their uh, race name? Uh, the Ronso. Ronso. Yeah, like he was the smallest Ronso, yeah. but you thought he was this huge beast <laughs> until you met everyone else. And then Blitzball being actually fun. I really enjoyed Blitzball. Like, actually, how many games can nail a mini game like that? You know what I mean? Because essentially it was a mini game, but it, it was. was an actual sport that I enjoyed, that I wanted to play to actually have fun. And I was invested in the tournament. Oh, same. Like, I was like, we got seated. Yes. <laughs> Like, it, it's it, it struck a chord with me, and then like fighting your father at the end, father at the end, uh, like it, and, and those characters meant something, and mm-hmm. like seeing Orin come back in uh, Kingdom Hearts two, great. So, oh yeah, that was absolutely amazing. I definitely wouldn't say that was the character that resonated with most, but it was a good experience. I like I said, I think that's the one that comes to mind. Um, and I, I think that's a good choice. Final Fantasy, I think just by the nature of their games too, they have a lot of opportunities. Uh, but the length of the game, so it really develop the characters, allow you to latch all to them and care about them. I would say, out of all the Final Fantasies I've played, I probably cared about 15's characters the least. And I had the probably the, <laughs> the most, most time with them. <laughs> and like, they, yeah, wow, that's weird. And, and I'm sure it's because I've had years to grow affinity for yeah. the other characters, but yeah, like, I mean, and Noctis is, well, okay. I guess it hasn't been that long no, since 15 like, came out. No, I was like, it hasn't been that long, so, so let can't me, speed, I won't, I won't spoil anything. Stuff out, but, but, no, uh, I definitely, yeah. I I can agree with you, just because some things about Prompto and Gladios that I was just like, you know, <laughs> like, whatever, I guess. Right. You know, Ignis was the only one that I was really, like, connecting to, just because I guess he was the most important person. And even watching Brotherhood, that four episodes yep, of series, that as well. like, some of them still didn't resonate with me. Like, mm-hmm. it was literally just, it's just been Ignis. I enjoyed, and then Noctis was—he was different than how I thought he was going to be. He was—he was the classic. Oh my lord, I'm royalty. Life is so hard. Like everyone wants me to be a king, but I don't want to be a king. I just want to be a normal kid. Ah, uh, life's so hard. Like he. And, oh, and by the way, I'm still emo, and I'm still brooding, and I'm still like. I thought they would not do that because it's so yeah. obvious right but I guess they I guess that's what they I mean, to do no I agree with you yeah so uh, I didn't take it in I didn't take it in context of like this is the character that I just love watching developed and da, 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 da. I took it more of this is a unique experience that I never had before a character that really stood out to me a character that uh Something that I don't think, something I know, or to my knowledge, was never done before, and something that I don't think anyone's done, or at least done effectively since. Uh, and 
I think maybe the moment I was in, it, like the I got the game on Christmas, so maybe that's why it was special. But I also got it at the exact same time I got Kingdom Hearts. Okay. So I was playing them both at the same time and like going in between. And you know what type of you know what type of caliber game Kingdom Hearts is, and Kingdom Hearts didn't overshadow this. I still remember this game. I remember switching back and forth because I was having so much fun with both. Uh, and this game is Tie the Tasmanian Tiger. Did you ever play it? I did not. You were missing out on uh, a piece of video game history. Yeah. So, Tie the Tasmanian Tiger. Literally, the you're a Tasmanian tiger. They make you more of like a tiger, but a Tasmanian tiger is really, I think it's a, um, like a, not a dingo, but something. Like, like it's a it's a smaller furred creature. It's okay. not a tiger, uh, but you're in the game, you're kind of a tiger, so it's weird. Uh, but you're literally a tiger that has boomerangs, and you throw boomerangs around to fight enemies. Okay. And throughout the game, you're like, I forget, I literally forget what the thing is. Let's, let's say there's an e- evil bat, and he's trying to take over the world. I don't know, something dumb. Uh, but literally, you're going around all of, uh, I think, even though it's tied to Tasmanian Tiger, I'm pretty sure you're going around Australia. Uh, and <laughs> you're like trying to save different places that are come from under fire or whatever. Uh, and what's really cool about the game is one, it's unique. Like the, all that everyone has a southern accent. They really play to the whole like down down under thing. Uh, all the enemies have it. Like everything's. It's just a very like set piece type game that's very okay. interesting. And then I just remember. Uh, throughout the game, you get different boomerangs. So, like, you start with the normal boomerangs. You throw them. Like, so he has a boomerang in each hand. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a third-person game. So, he it's basically, you can throw boomerangs. You can bite. So, you throw your boomerangs. You go, whoosh, and then they literally... you And there's not just, like, a hit and they come back. You throw them, and they have to, like... And once they hit something, they'll come back to you. But otherwise, you throw them, and they have to come all the way okay. back around to you. So, you have two. So, you, if you miss, you have to, like, be careful about your timing and stuff like that. Because all you do is... You can't block anymore because you can't... Um, you don't have the boomerangs. And all you can do is bite. So throughout you get different ones. So you get ice boomerangs. You get fire boomerangs. When you get really like close to the end of the game, you get these kaboom. They're called kaboomerangs. And literally they're loaded with TNT. TNT. And so he throws both of them and it's just a huge explosion. Uh, you get sniper rings that like you can zoom in with and you can only throw one of them, but it goes super far. Uh, you get, oh, like electric ones. You get what? So like it's it's one of those games where you know like, oh, there's an ice block here. You can't get around the ice block until you get your fire rings, right? So it's things that are kind of like contrite and we're, we're used to like that. Mm. But it was a game that setting stuck out, the characters stuck out. And I personally don't know of any game that's ever put an emphasis on boomerangs like yeah, that, right? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a different one. <laughs> it, it spawned three sequels, I think. And all of them were, like, they were actually quality games. Like, we've, I'm sure you've wasted your money on, or your parents have wasted their money on those movie tie-in games that you think are going to be good, but oh, are actually yeah. trash. Oh, Off the top of your head, yeah. give me the worst one you can think of. Probably the first Spider-Man game. Oh, this yeah. first Spider-Man movie. It was garbage. When you're swinging on, it didn't even Clouds. matter. You were- you're inside, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Remember fighting Vulture, and you're literally yep. just... Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I played the mess out of that crappy Spider-Man so, oh, game. So did I. So yep. did got, I. You get the Green Goblin cheats. Yep. <laughs> got the big head cheats. I got all the cheats, oh, yeah. man. So there are crappy games like that, and Ty wasn't one of those games. It was actually a really immersive experience. It was a really good game. So I will always remember Ty and Tasmanian Tiger. Um, and he had he had his older brother named Sly. <laughs> 
and he was like the bad like the bad boy of the group or whatever and he was actually the villain in the first one huh. if you haven't played it it came out in 2002 so I don't care um, <laughs> but yeah he was like the villain in the first one then you get to play in him as the second one and it's kind of like playing like Riku in Chain of Memories it was like oh I get to play him and then the dopest part at the very end of the game the boomerangs that Sly uses when you fight him are called the Doomerangs. Oh my gosh. The Doomerangs. And of course, they're the dopest boomerangs ever. And they have skulls on them and you throw them. And you only get to use it on the final boss, which is okay. annoying, right? I mean, and you know how back then, like once you beat a game, it's just done. You don't get to like beat it, keep all your stuff, and then go around the world. Mm-hmm. So the, how the Doomerangs work is you could throw them and they were self-guided. So you would turn to the boomerang and you could literally go wherever you want it. And yeah, it was actually really stupid because basically you had to throw it and the end of the game was you trying to get the boomerang through a maze of robot parts to destroy the inside of the robot. So I hate it when games, I'm going on a tangent now, but don't you hate it when games give up the formula that worked the whole time for the very end? Kind of like Final Fantasy XV did, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, So yeah, Tyler Tasman Tiger. Good game, definitely not by by any stretch of like the, one of the best games I've ever played, but very unique experience, very unique character, um, and I, I think it's I'll always remember it. Uh, Brandon, do you have anything else for the good of the order, the good of the table, or the good for those wonderful viewers at BC Weekly? No, that's about it. All right. Well, if you ever want to reach out to us, you know you can do so at BC Weekly Podcast at Gmail Where else can they reach us, Brandon? Oh, on our YouTube <laughs> comments, like, <laughs> you put me on the spot here. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, I was prepared for this. <laughs> you can reach out to us on our Facebook page, which is also called BC Weekly. You can comment on these videos on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. I will read those. And remember, you can also, as I already said, we just at BC Weekly Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, see, that was my go to. <laughs> he took that one. That's why I was like, ah, oh, crap. So next time, we'll do the Facebook page and you'll do the, yeah, the yeah. website. That okay, sounds good. That sounds right. good. episode six, we're going to have it down. Uh, it's been a pleasure, as always. I'm one of your hosts, Chuck. I'm the other host, Brandon. And we will see you all next time. <sighs> Thanks, Be everyone. Safe.